Hey guys, and welcome to Road to Forex, where we discuss everything in relation to the foreign exchange. Of course, I'm your host Alex, so without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. Well, as promised, we are getting into something you can really sink your teeth into, which, of course, is order blocks. Of course, we're going to be going over you know, what they are, how we can use them, the pros and cons, and then maybe even personally touch on how I use them within the market and how I personally see them. So let's get into this now. So in order to understand order blocks, we first have to define it right. And order blocks are a key concept in price action trading, which of course is what you guys know I trade. That's the trader I am. And order blocks represent a significant areas of buying or selling pressure in the market. These blocks are formed when large institutional orders are executed, leaving behind a footprint on the price chart. So what does this all mean? Well, order blocks are a zone on a price chart where significant buying or selling activity or pressure, like I just said, has occurred. And these zones are typically marked by a strong move in price, followed by a period of consolidation. Let's say that again. These zones are typically marked by a strong move in price, followed by a period of consolidation. That's very important. Order blocks can serve as well as support or resistance levels, influencing future price action. So not only do they help you in trades that you are already in, hopping into trades with entries, but also future entries, future stop losses as well, which we'll get onto. So how do you identify these order blocks within the markets? Well, it definitely requires a keen eye. And realistically, it's going to come with a bit of an experience and a bit of failure as well as a bit of messing around in the market. Because it's really market structure, right? As a trader, I often look for areas where prices made a significant mood, followed by that consolidation, right? These areas may appear as rectangles or boxes on a price action chart, highlighting zones of interest. I will point this out now, Lux Algo, um, their paid indicator price action does this perfectly. Uh, it's really worth the money. Um, I don't get anything from that. There is nothing that I am gaining. So go ahead and get that if you want to. But yeah, in order to see it, let's say we've got a bit of consolidation that price then decides to move, it shoots down, and then we might get some consolidation again. But there will be a large move from where that order has happened. So it will go small consolidation, large move, small consolidation, large move, small consolidation, large move, right? We're not talking about hours and hours and hours. Um, unless, of course, we are day trading, in which case we can have, you know, 16, 17, 18 hours, big move up, 16, 17, 18 hours, big move up, or of course, vice versa, big move down. I think order blocks on the whole are better for the smaller time charts, but it doesn't mean that, hey, on the larger ones, we can't use them for stop losses, which we'll be going over. So that kind of links into how do we utilize order blocks in training. Now that we've understand what order blocks are, how to find them, let's explore how traders can effectively utilize them 
in trading strategies, how you guys can use these and make informed decision and maximize profits. Well, of course, first of all, like I said before, we can use them as support and resistance levels. One of the primary ways as traders use order blocks is to identify support and resistance levels, right? Order blocks that act as support areas where buying pressure overwhelms selling pressure can lead to a bounce in price. Conversely, order blocks acting as resistance zones where selling pressure outweighed buying pressure causing a rejection in price. What does this mean? This links into, if we got that consolidation a large move down, we've now built that order block up there, right? But that's resistance. So what I can do is once I've entered in off that area, I can chuck my stop loss above the order block because that's where a bunch of selling pressure began. There might even be an institutional candlestick in there. There might be something else, but it is resistance. That's how I really like to use order blocks. If I see one being made, especially if I'm in a trade as well, I will just move them up and up and up every time an order block is made. Then I move my stop losses more into profits and I put them underneath, underneath, right? Other order blocks, which works out super, super, super well. So those are two things there. I can either have a fixed one above my order block or I can use it as a part of a trailing stop loss. So that's really good. Now, you could also look at it for entry and exit points as order blocks can be used to identify potential entry and exits, right? That's what I just said. Traders may look to enter positions when price approaches a support or resistance order block, anticipating a reversal or continuation of the trend. Additionally, order blocks can serve as targets for taking profit or setting stop loss levels, which is, I mean, what can't they do? What can't they do, right? So we've already talked about where we're placing our stop losses. Now, they're not so much used as entries when the order block is being formed by itself because you don't know what's going to happen or an order block is going to appear until the move is actually made. But say we've got an order block at price level 97 and we moved all the way down to 93 and now price is coming back up. Let's say it was a significantly strong move and prices are slowly moving its way back up and up and up and up and really slowly. Do I think with that slow movement, once it's coming up there, that it's going to just suddenly get a lot of momentum and push through? Maybe not. Maybe my analysis is making me look at, hey, that's a really strong area where a lot of selling pressure happened. It went from 97 to 93. You know, maybe it did that in a couple of hours and it's taking us 12, 13 hours to get back up to the top. Maybe from here, I'm looking at re-entering putting my stop loss above that order block, waiting for it to test the market, making sure I get confirmation that it's moving the other way, and then boom, I'm in. That's fantastic. And maybe in that same move back at 93, there was a small little order block that was formed, just a small, you know, larger move, but on the smaller scale to the upside. And I can go, hey, that could be my target. That's what I want to do. I'm going to take it back from 97 all the way down to 93 or 97.5 or whatever it is. 96.5 is what you've entered in, right? Two good trades in one. Now, of course, the flip side is if it's just a really small block, there was only a smaller move. It was a move. It definitely moved away from the area. It wasn't quite big. Do I think it's got enough selling pressure or buying pressure to stop me when I come up? Maybe not. So I could look at it potentially breaking out retesting and then shooting off and I can enter in again 
Put my stop loss underneath the last low. Wow, how good is that, guys? Now, of course you need a bit of confirmation and validation, as it is essential to use additional technical indicators or price action signals to confirm and validate the significance of an order block. This may include tools such as moving averages, trends lines, and maybe even MACD, RSI, who knows, right? You do need to use other confluences in the market, as I always say, right? So that's how we can use them. That's how I personally use them myself, specifically for my stop losses, not so much as targets, but definitely for stop losses, I love them. But let's get into the pros and cons, right? Because with a with market dynamics, they also come with their own set of advantages and limitations. So let's let's hop in now and explore these pros and cons. So the first one, let's look at the pros, right? It's one, it's clear market structure. Order blocks definitely help me as a trader to identify key levels of support and resistance, providing clarity in the market. Also provides um, clarity in, hey, there is a lot of movement to the downside, to the upside. That's probably the more powerful move. It's actually signifying, yeah, sorry about that guys, a trend. So it's a two-in-one, it helps me out a lot there. Of course, you've got high probability zones with it. And trading around order blocks can increase the probability of successful trades, as these zones often attract significant market interest, especially from whom? Who am I gonna say, guys? Yes, of course, the big players, the institutional traders, hedge funds, banks. Even though this is definitely a price action trading. It's definitely price action, this is not smart money but you definitely can have a look at that, as well as lots of other retail traders. It's very easy to understand what the market should be doing around these areas. So if you're all coming up, like we said, back towards a really high pressure zone, most people are probably gonna be thinking, let's go down, safety in numbers. Again, we could always have smart money coming in and taking us out, but it definitely gives us more of a higher probability. And then of course, price action confirmation. Order blocks offer confirmation of price action signals, validating potential trade setups. So those are all really good pros. We've also got the cons as well, right? Which is of course, subjectivity. Identifying order blocks requires interpretation and subjective analysis, which can lead to various interpretations among traders. It is true, I think on, as I just said, price action trading with this, it's pretty easy once you get the hang of it. You've just got to really hope that most retail traders aren't being idiots in the market. But it should be pretty simple. I feel like uh, order blocks definitely are only understood by those that actually want to get into the market and really want to get into price action trading. It's not a topic that tons and tons of people use. Yes, it is popular, but definitely not one of the most popular things I've seen. And most people don't even teach it to people correctly. So when it truly comes and you get a good grasp of order blocks, you should be in a pretty good market with some with some people that should know what they're doing. However, again, subjectivity is subjectivity. Could be completely wrong on that. Um, of course, you've got market noise. In fast moving markets or periods of you know, low liquidity, order blocks are totally unreliable as price can quickly invalidate support and resistance levels. And, if, and that, that really sticks out within um, ranges and consolidation, it works best in trending markets. Don't kid yourself, don't be an idiot, don't do that stuff, stay away from them. You do not wanna do it. And of course, there's over-reliability or fake signals. 
like any technical indicator, order blocks are not foolproof and can sometimes produce false signals leading to losses if not used with caution. Hence why you need to have other confluences like we've talked about previously. But yeah, order blocks are a seriously powerful tool for a trader. I use them all the time. It really does offer valuable insights into market dynamics and potential trade opportunities. By understanding what order blocks are, how to use them effectively, and evaluating the pros and cons, just like we've done here, you as a trader, you can definitely make informed decisions and enhance your own trading strategies. Remember to combine order blocks with other technical indicators and risk management principles to optimize results. So how was that for this lesson here? I hope you enjoyed it. It's definitely something you can sink your teeth into. They're really good. Um, of course, I offer single lessons. So if you did just want to go over something like that, you can look at it at roadtoforex.com. Anyway, guys, that is it from me. Hope you have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode.